What is Peace Brain? Peace Brain is the synergistic connection between our mental and emotional bodies, blending the electrical power of the mind with the magnetic force of the heart. Listen and explore how to create unity worldwide as we blend science and metaphysics and open our hearts and minds to the possibilities of peace on earth and create the life we are each destined for. Featured guests range from angel communicators to zoologists and everything in between. Now here is your host, Dr. Gail Lash. Hello and welcome to the Peace Brain Show. This is your host, Dr. Gail Lash. And as always, I'm so happy you chose to, uh, to join me today. I have this wonderful guest who we've had on several times uh, before, and it's Pam Rennie. <clears throat> she is an everyday alchemist, and we'll bring her on in just a moment. <clears throat> We're going to be talking, I'm sorry, I'm getting over a little bit of a, a cold, so I'm sorry if I kind of clear my throat a few times here. Um, we're going to be talking about life and time and how do we spend our time during our lives, uh, what our choices are and what we can be doing with life. So we're going to get into that. Uh, as always, I have an, a transformative meditation at the end of the show, and so please stay tuned for that, the Peace Brain Meditation. And as always, I open with a quote, and this has to do with life. So this quote is from Benjamin Franklin, Franklin and he says, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, for that's the stuff life is made of. And that's what gave us our topic for today, (laughs) actually, is this quote. So this quote reminds me of, all right, I have 24 hours a day, and I've forgotten how many minutes that is. You can figure it out. It's some extraordinary, extraordinary number of minutes each day. And so how do we squander it? How do we use it? How do we plan it? How do we create it? How do we make it mean something? So those are all great questions to begin with and to start with. And then time. You know, what is time? Obviously, in our third dimensional asset here, prospect here on Earth, it is this linear time. It's past, present, future. And we'll chat about this. But time is so much more than linear time. So we'll talk about the various kinds of time and actually how you can maximize your time, maybe even stop the clock, <laughs> make it uh, stretch time, etc. So, so with that, I will bring on my guest, Pam Rennie, and let me tell you a little bit about her. She is an everyday alchemist. She's a channeler of the archangels, of ascended masters, and of the new friends, which are fabulous. And maybe, maybe we'll get some information from all of those today or someone today that she channels through. She is also a sacred journey mentor, and she guides you through life and is the creator of the energy process. So you can, you can create your life the way that you want it to be. So she's a wonderful guide and coach, uh, mentor. She does soul unification and integration. She also helps teach our Peace Brain classes and workshops at Tourism for Peace. Uh, my company, and you can learn more about Pam at pamrenie.com. That's P-A-M-R-E-N-N-I-E.com. So welcome, Pam, to the Peace Brain Show. Hey, Gail. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. It's great to have you back. Um, so 
you just gave a class just the other day, uh, and you said that this topic actually was very appropriate to that. Tell us a little bit about some of your classes and and where you're leading people these days, where you're helping them mm. find themselves. Oh, big question. Thank, thank you for that opportunity. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. this was a very interesting creation, this most recent webinar, and it is an online event, so everyone can attend. And what makes it most interesting was it came about because uh, a very dear friend who does work with me asked me if I would bring this particular topic forward. And the topic is about connecting with your guides. And I was first really thankful to be asked because I'd actually been in the question of what are people looking for? And I hadn't formally put that out there, so I thought, and here she comes with this suggestion. And the next thing I thought was, oh, boy, this has been done how many times over? It's yeah. been such a big topic, you know, <clears throat> so done. And I remember even, I even mentioned it to you. And the second I had that thought, and I'm very clear audience, that's how I mainly get my messages, and then the message dropped in. I had the thought of this has been done so many times, and the thought dropped in, but not like this. Not like this with the information that's available now and what is here to experience. And I went, okay, wow, that's that's amazing. So the series, it is a series. It's going to be several gatherings. It did just begin, yet anyone can still join. And while it's connecting and creating with guides, it came forward in the class, don't even let that title be the ending point. It's so much more. And I found us very much talking about time hmm. within the class. <laughs> yes. In, in the simple linear message was this. We often get very, well, there's a big topic around this, but we can get so caught up in I don't have time. Which reminds me, you have an amazing quote in your office about that and a cool story there. Because I do. Yeah, <laughs> you're, so, you're absolutely right. Yes, yeah, so it, tell, tell everyone what that says. Yeah, in fact, um, I there's this piece of wood hanging on a string that I have on the wall, <clears throat> and it says, right now I'd have to go over and flip it on the other side, which I could do in a minute, but the, the original side that I bought it for is something like, um, you know, I, I procrastinate and I, I get things done just in time or something like that. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's not a really good life lesson or something to live by. <laughs> and so I flipped it over and on the other side of the wood, I wrote, everything is done with plenty of time to spare. There you go. Yeah. I thought that's a much better affirmation to have hanging on the wall. <laughs> And I want to talk more about that. I actually had something else when you were speaking come in that I want to share that feels valuable to share, and that's how it mm-hmm. always works. But the thing about the time is, you know, it's true. No matter where we are, there is so much busyness in life, and there's so much information. I think there are more distractions than ever before. Yes. And it becomes, uh, yeah, it becomes about in this class I mentioned you know, there's a bit of a a process to what we're doing. It's a relearning and a creating some new habits. That's going to take some time and attention. But the message was, don't be upset with yourself 
if you're not doing as much as you think. Whether you want an hour a day, whether you want to take five minutes, just start somewhere and do something so that you're creating the experience you want. Um, the other thing is oftentimes, especially when I'm doing a one-on-one session, I'll do what I say is pause time. I mean, time is an application. And the intention is that we always get done exactly the most pertinent things within the time frame we have. I like that. I mean, that could be used in your workplace, in your relationships, at home, family, et cetera. That's mm-hmm. excellent. Get, get done Doesn't the most that, pertinent things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing about about all of this and the busyness of life is for myself I was noticing oh my goodness I could be tight in my body it could be tense I could feeling there's that vibration that everyone well maybe not everyone but many talk about in that stress I catch my teenage son talking about stress a lot I don't think I knew the word at 16 like he does and yeah. <laughs> you know that's a whole vibration that's out there And when we're really busy, we're not as focused. And I actually tell people, slow down. You'll get more done. Mm -hmm. People will look at me going, "That's I can't slow down. Yes, you can. Take a breath, slow down. And the more you pause and reflect, even in a very busy work day, reflect and go, okay, check in and notice yourself. Are you in that? I'm in a stress mode. You can redirect that. You'll get more done. Every time you do pause, take some deep breaths, look at your to-do list, even if it's a big list, and manage it that way, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Great advice. I like it. Yeah. So, do you want me to tell you that other story? Yes, please. <laughs> sure. This was certainly not on the radar for me to share, and it, it feels... Well, I'm just going to, I've learned to trust that they, sometimes they'll say, share the story. I'm like, what? Okay, I'm going to go with it. So as I'm listening to um, your intro, I remembered an experience I just had actually the day before the class. My husband invited me to go with him to um, a music event, and we, we both love music. He's a guitar player, and for the most part, we like all of the same musicians and bands. Mm, the one that he invited me to over the weekend, not not my favorite. I enjoy it. And he always says, I never want you to feel like I'm dragging you to something. Well, I don't want him to feel that way either. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, I'm at this event with him, and I've had a very, there's that word, busy week. And I get there, and it's a very nice venue. And it's, you know, rock music, so it's loud. And I'm like, ugh. I usually anymore bring earplugs, and I forgot. So the first few moments were there. I'm not that comfortable. I'm the strobe lights. There's the environment is not feeling comfortable, and I look at my husband, and he's looking at me, and I could tell he was noticing I'm not that comfortable. And it's easy to look back and notice, but I was in that moment realizing I have a choice here. I could have so easily said, I'd like to go back to the hotel. And wow, that would really be not very happy for him. 
And I really didn't need to go back to the hotel. And I decided my thoughts were really having an impact on my experience. That's not what I wanted. And isn't it interesting, in relationships, sometimes we go with the flow. Even if we might feel like we're being a little bit drugged too, we made the choice. I made the choice to say yes. So I wanted a favorable experience. And I decided to do just that. And here's where it gets really fun and interesting is anyone who's done energy work with me, and you know this, scale, I yawn. I yawn is a big indication of shifting in energy. So I didn't go into a huge process of what I was going to do. I just set the intention, asked my body to be comfortable, used my tools, and wanted to enjoy the experience. And that was about it. So the, the band took a break, and we went downstairs and walked around and I bought my husband a T-shirt, and I'm yawning like crazy in the line. <laughs> and yes. he's going, am I keeping you up? And I, and I looked at him, and I laughed, and I said, remember how I yawn when I do energy work? I said, I'm shifting things. And did I ever shift things? The mm, band good started job. up. Yeah, they started up, and they brought in a guest guitar player, and the music changed, and it was some of my favorite songs. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Co-creation. But see how in the, and maybe in the old days, I wouldn't, I might not have chosen that experience and I might have let the headache that was coming on develop more and looked a little uncomfortable and it really was a simple choice. Now, the same music would have played, that was already in the works, although in, we learned later that that guitar player showed up only 10 minutes before he joined them. But okay, the so wait, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you for one second. Because yeah. this is the, these are the miracles that happen every day. And we have to understand, I mean, everyone on, the, on this call, everyone listening to this radio show, I'm sure knows or has heard about um, where the butterfly effect, you know, where it, like a butterfly flaps its wings on the other side of the world and it actually affects us here on this side of the world. In other words, everything's energy and everything's connected. And so even though you say that the music schedule was set and the, whether you'd gone back to the hotel, the same songs would have been played and you would have missed your favorite ones, but you just mentioned that the, car, the guitar player showed up 10 minutes before. So right. I would put it out there, and this is our conversation, that you're shifting your energy actually influenced the entire event and had that car, guitar player come on to play your favorite music that you created. Wow. The co-creation well, in, in the my greater scheme of things. follows the set list because he, he heard the band the night before. They didn't play these songs. This guest was not there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this is how powerful each one of us is. This is really where I want to go with this is that we each in our individual choices can influence not only our own experience but or those around us, like your husband, et cetera, but the greater world at large. So, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of taking that in and noticing we, we don't really, in our little rational mind, want to think that. We don't want to own that because it's pretty big. 
So it was very comfortable for me to say, wow, you know, I look back, I didn't think about any of this until you were talking and I realized, oh, wow, I consciously choose and created a different experience. I mean, on a level I knew it and I had a great rest of the night and was very energized. But looking at that big picture, how interesting is it that none of mm-hmm. us, or at least I'm speaking for myself, want to go, yeah, I really influenced that. And it was only the next day that uh, my husband heard that information that the other man had traveled from, I don't remember, somewhere in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they didn't wow. even practice. So, <laughs> yeah, very interesting. So what do we want to do? What do we want to do with this life to create some yeah, amazing that's, things? That's the question. <laughs> and then we have the choice to create the experience, as you just said, whether it's going to be a happy one or a sad one or a hurtful one or, you know, we have the choice. Hmm. So it makes powerful. me think of, That's... yeah, Go ahead. makes me think of a child, you know, what do you want to do with your life? We always ask them in that, that, con- that question in context of, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Of what kind of job do you want? I think that's less valid today than when I was a child because there were limited, how can I put it, <clears throat> when I grew up there were limited expectations of what each person would get or do or become. But today the possibilities are endless of how each person can be their own entrepreneur or choose a, a facet of life that really experience that they are interested in and go after that wasn't a, a quote, definable uh, reputation or, or vocation in the past. Mm-hmm. So we have so many more choices now. Just like you said, the world is, quote, busier now or it has a lot of distractions. But that also opens up these fields of possibilities as to how we how, want to create our life. How interesting, I don't think, until I just heard you say it, that I thought, what an odd question to ask a child what they want to be when they grow up. And isn't that interesting that it's created, that just that simple question, so much of the looking forward. I'm going to be happy when I'm doing this. I am going to be, I will, I will have arrived in my life when I'm doing that. And we're, it, from that little young age, almost conditioned to look at future moments. How interesting mm, that that's asked, right? Rather than asking the child, and I mean, not everyone may do this different, but asking the child, what's your favorite color? What do you like to do? Mm-hmm. Allowing them to be who they are at that age and to be in present time, which I'm sure we can launch into a whole bunch of things to talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Oh, yes. Very true. Very true. And isn't that true, though, that children, very much like animals, are in the present moment? They don't think about the future. They don't think about the past necessarily, um, unless perhaps they were hurt or something and they're remembering those things. But still, the present moment, just like animals, really being, you know, yes, what do you want to do? I'm coloring right now. I'm concentrating on this. I'm doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And how many, how many of us as adults, are still in that I'm, I'm that future moment rather than we've had to remember to enjoy present time, to know that there's a powerful application about being present. 
hold such a big value. And that's your advice to go back and pause to the people who are busy during their day is the mm-hmm. pause brings you back into the present moment and like affiliating yourself with, okay, I'm here right this moment. What do I choose to do and feel and go forward yeah. with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very in the busyness. There's a scattered energy. There's a forgetfulness. There's a not remembering that is right there in that in that present moment, which is quiet, which is very focused, which is where the answer lies. Mm-hmm. Oh, talk about that. Tell me. you know that's who you're going to know this quote who is it that says you don't fix the problem in the problem if you try to do it the same way it's going to get the same outcome you have to do something differently and think of it differently yes because if if it's and we're going to call it a problem which isn't really maybe the best way to Look at it, but let's say there's a situation, problem, whatever, and you want an answer. The answer is at a different vibration. So when you allow, and allow is a big part of it, when you decide, that's another part, and choose to be present, not from the, well, so I'm going to kind of equate this to the best advice I had at a really big crossroad juncture in my life, and I, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do with my future time. And my guidance that came to me from a very dear friend of mine who said, don't be looking for the answer. Allow it mm-hmm. to come to you. Allow it to unfold. That's a different place than I need, 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 I want, want, want. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in the quiet of putting a question, quote, out there, like, like my question that I didn't put on paper, that I didn't ask anyone specific, but universally I had the thought of what do people want? And I was referring to my next class. There the answer came through a person. So there's so many multiple legs or strings to that, but the vibration of the answer comes from a different place. And when you're in meditation seeking, it's not going to come if you're too distracted to hear. Does that make sense? Yes, and that's a great example of you put it out there to the universe of what do people want, and then a, a person came and gave you that answer. That's perfect, um, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, synchronicities. <laughs> yes, yes, and many times I think when we are in that quiet space or that pause space, and we ask a question, the answer is already there. The answer pops into your head, it pops into your from your heart. It's like, oh, I, I know what I need to do, or I know what the solution would be, or I know what the next action might to take. So it's, mm-hmm. it comes when the question is asked. Yes, excellent. So, and so often the answer really is a validation more than the answer. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. Because really our wisdom is within it's not from without. <laughs> it's within. And, many and that times, will be particularly in our busy society, we don't take the time to pay attention to our own inner knowing, our own spiritual abilities, if you will, our clairvoyance, our clairaudience, our clairsentience, our telepathy, our just inner wisdom. 
that is part of this physical body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you're touching on exactly the key points of the webinar series is that they go hand in hand and we, you know, we were born with them, born with that connection, born with those those traits, those skills, but we tended to put them aside to fit in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. But wouldn't it be interesting to have a world that everyone, that when you turn them on and you use them, you fit in? (laughs) I don't know what that would be like. You know, I I think I've gone from, I don't think I noticed I've gone from feeling most of my life like, where do I belong? I don't fit in. Why am I here? To being really comfortable and knowing I'm not like everybody else. And sitting in that group of thousands of people hearing the music Maybe I was the only one uh, sitting there doing alchemy on myself. <laughs> maybe not, but maybe I was. And maybe it's actually kind of comfortable knowing I'm not like everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. we all have Good our point. own distinct purposes. And and so that, okay, that's a great segue into really just a short conversation of why do we have to fit in? And this is something, and I'll answer the question, that the answer is where the question is asked, (laughs) is that our ego wants to protect us. Our mental body is here to keep us safe in this world. And Mm -hmm. many times we have to fit in to join the tribe, to be in the clan, to, to not be so distinct that you become the other. And so you are accepted and you are protected and you are fed and sheltered and, you know, safe. And so... If you're different, then then it becomes is this da- the question becomes is that dangerous from the mental body's perspective? And when you are outside the norm, quote unquote norm realm, then people go, oh, maybe that could be dangerous because it threatens my way of life and who I figure I am, my labels, my tribe, my clan. And so we we tend to run around in our cliques and our gangs and our our churches and our community groups and our neighborhoods and you know our particular people that we know and that becomes comfortable but anything outside of that is different and strange and so it's we haven't given ourselves permission like the children to be ourselves but children until they learn from adults to to not be different are different. They're unique. Each one is them who they are. And that's really the, I believe, the job of the parent is to nurture that uniqueness, that individual spirit into whomever that person is going to be the best that they can, whether they're different or not. And to honor that the diversity of the human race is what's the beauty of the human race, is that we can all learn from each other. And we're we're like flowers in a garden. It look pretty dull and not very beautiful if they were all the same color and the same shape and the same size. It's the Uh diversity of the garden that makes it beautiful. So, um, yeah, so I think we learn as kids to change from being different or unique into fitting in. And it would be really a cool world if we didn't have to do that. And I I don't know. Do you think it's changing or not? On the news, you would think it's not changing, but I think in, in many ways, maybe it's it is. What do you think? 
That's a big one because I'm I'm looking at that as a parent, looking at how I've raised my children, and then they go out into the world, which in many of times I know I've said to my children, we may do things or think things different than other people. So when they get out in the world, it's different than home. So there's all of that that flows in, you know, how does that, that is going to have another leg of the impact. So there's that part. But the big question around that is, oh, yes, I think things are changing. And we're not hearing about many of the changes. The the news certainly doesn't always tell us. The kids today, I I look at my 16-year-old, who's much younger than my oldest, he's wired differently. He's very perceptive. Mm -hmm. And he's in such a diverse community and school. Not everyone's feeling like he's feeling, and they're learning that, that we feel different, but there is much more acceptance than I feel some of the other generations have had in his generation. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Yeah, very different. Well, and and even though, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. Mm -hmm. Well, it just points me back to even people who are not aware, because not everyone is in a body on the planet for the same purpose. And we know there's a lot of, not good events going on, and they may very well continue. So uh, for me, a big part of it is in the remembering who you are is having some tools and some awareness, and that just kind of flowed in as a big component of what's making things different. The more collectively people are in the vibration of they want peace, they want happiness, they want to be kind, those enormous valuable traits the more hopefully this next generation will keep bringing that forward and i think you're right the the tragedies on the planet that are happening all over the world and quite significantly are making us aware and because now we have news on a global scale as well that humanity is i hate to cliche we say waking up, but it is a, it is a, it is about setting the values of what life is all about, and those used to be universal, and I believe in many ways still are, when we start to think of ourselves as spiritual beings, not just physical beings, but when we lapse back into the physical trait of the world of, do I have enough to eat? Do I have enough water? Do I have shelter? Do I have safety? then many times the spiritualness is forgotten. And yet, in most instances, most of the tragedy creates the opportunity for the kindness, as you said, and the the compassion, the peacefulness to come out, and the helpfulness, the the Good Samaritan, uh, the golden rule, to be expressed by people um, who are across across the aisle from each other, across face, across 
um, ethnicities, etc. Mm-hmm. But it's when we're when we're threatened and we believe we don't have a choice, we're kind of backed up against the wall, or we're being hurt. Then that's when um, those those divine spiritual qualities are generally, I want to say, thrown out the window, or not not used. Um, so I think it's we're all becoming, and you're right, the millennials, the next generation from them are are becoming more aware because the diver- the planet's becoming more diverse. The people, you know, we have global travel and global marriages and global. We are connected not only energetically but economically all over the planet in our resource use and our uh, the ways we interact with each other around the world to, just for living. So it is a yeah. You, the the kids these days are exposed to all that, and there is more acceptance of of that universality of the the earth, the peoples of the earth. Mhm. Yep, I believe so. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> so life and time. <clears throat> life is That's definitely full. getting more complex. Yes, they are full. Time, your time is full. So really, it's about choice. It's about that pause that you mentioned and the choice and the staying calm, make, doing the energy work like you did at the concert to just choose to have a different experience. And not that I, tell everyone I, will, I was going to say not everyone can do that. In other words, if I was in Sudan and I was in the middle of a war, in many ways I don't have a choice of what I can do for myself. And yet it's still the mental attitude can be changed. The physical body may not be able to be protected or helped in many ways, but the mental, spiritual attitude can be. That's a yes. whole conversation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell everyone, and I'm always telling my kids this, the first tool you have is your mind. Hmm. I mean, yeah. you... And we we haven't really, you know, the third dimension, when we were younger, the places we've been, we didn't really realize how much choice we had. And we didn't always have those choices, and some people don't, but that's, like you said, it's another topic. But right now, in this life, right here, those listening, you've all got choice. Even in the most challenging, uncomfortable situations, choosing how you think it's going to have a big impact on your physical body. True. And it's going to, that in itself will affect the vibration of how your body's vibrating. Are you going to vibrate in stress and tension? Are you going to vibrate and let me take a breath? Okay, I've got this. Let me breathe for a few minutes and then look at my to-do list. How do I want to feel? That powerful question of how do I want to feel and how do I want to be in this experience I would invite everyone to play with that and notice. Notice what you notice in yourself. Mm, yes. Mm. So I would like to ask you to consider <clears throat> channeling some of those answers from the new friends. <laughs> I'm laughing because... The new friends sometimes just decide that they're going to talk about what they want to talk about. 
So. <laughs> That's true. They would. <laughs> Sometimes they can be bossy that- like that. And I want, and that, and thank you for asking. Thank you for the opportunity because I want to say this is a whole other topic. But uh, but along the mindset of and where I've been playing in that realm of of guides because I've asked that question. I really believe and feel that well we we are guided not from the point of taking over and taking charge by any means, but to assist us. And I feel that there are many more beings stepping in and up to help us than ever before. So having said that, let's see what the new friends would would like us to know. How about that? Okay. Could you do this first? Could you kind of tell people who the new friends are? Oh, yeah, absolutely in case you hadn't heard before. So this goes back actually two years ago, around this time. Um, I'd already been channeling archangels and ascended masters for many, many years. And over the course of a couple of months, this is that period two years ago, I was really sensing different beings around me. And it was a process that took me a while to connect and choose and remember my agreements, which is important. And this was new for me. These beings were not anyone I had conversed with before. They are extremely passionate about our ascension, about our planet, and they've never been in the body. They are, in a sense, galactic beings. And in some ways, other than knowing, they are very much a part of Creator. There's not a whole lot else to say other than I wanted to give them a name. I wanted to know who they were. There was no Googling them. And I called them the new friends because that's how they'd first been referenced to me. And every time I looked for a name or something else to call them, there was this blank space of no. And finally, the message was, there really isn't a name for them. And they said, we are your friends. And we like that title. So they really kind of wanted me to keep calling them that. So yes. it's stuck. Mm-hmm. And they are our friends. So very passionate. They are assisting all of us on this path. And those that seek them out, they're very wise and they want us to be happy in our process. So does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> and I want to mention right now, I'm sitting at my desk in front of the window and there are dragonflies all over the place. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> not a typical spike, so I just wanted to add that in. So, Dragonflies so being a very spiritual being. So hold on one second. <clears throat> I yeah. just want to say this, of course, is Dr. Gail Lash, and my guest is Pam Rennie, uh, Everyday Alchemist and Sacred Journey Mentor. And you can find out more about Pam at pamrennie.com. So, yeah, so go ahead. Tell us why dragonflies are important. I mean, I know, but I don't want everyone else to hear. No, no, go ahead. I actually was kind of in the getting in connected, so please go ahead. I'll okay. invite you to do that. Okay. Well, and please add anything you want. They are, they to me at least, are a symbol of transformation of the divine of spirit, and and very much around the the well, the spiritual realm, the guided realm, as we're talking about guides and archangels. So whenever I see a dragonfly, it reminds me of spirit and of my higher self, my 
ascended being that I can be. Um, I remember as a kid, I used to play with the dragonfly larvae in a pond we had and then watch them, um, you know, come up and and into go into dragonflies when they would do their transformation in their chrysalis. That was amazing. But um, so that's what dragonflies mean to me. It's just a spiritual connection. Mm, beautiful. Um, I'm just going to be direct, too, and say I'm not mindful of the time and our listeners' time. So I am. Please feel, mm-hmm. Okay, well, I know that. <laughs> so please feel free to interject if we're, if we're getting to be at that place, okay? No worries. Yes, I will. Okay. So would you like to hear from the new friends? You, you have like 10 minutes. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I would not like even going to be in that, in that space. Though. Don't worry, don't worry about right. that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I invite everyone just to feel the energy of excitement and get comfortable and relax most of all. And if this is a brand new experience for you, then welcome and know that these beings are pure source energy and they are passionate about your personal evolution. So take a breath and let me merge with them. Hello, hello. We are absolutely delighted to merge with this great being, this Leahona, this compass, as she refers to herself, that we may speak to you in the words of the language that you understand and hear with your ears, although we must also let you know that we are a form of vibration as multidimensional beings. And between the words that are spoken, our colors, our sounds that you don't hear with your ears, and most of all, the vibration of love, the love from whence you were created, the love that comes from that being you would call your creator, your God, whoever you would address those mother fathers as. And we could go on, but we are here to tell you, yes, we brought the dragonflies with us. We nudge them to join and feel their vibration, feel the messages they would wish you to know. And we notice you humans have many questions. We call you humans, for we're very intrigued with the physicality that you've embodied. We know that you don't fully realize the depth of the great beings that you are in this physical form. Now, we marvel at this form, for we have not taken upon us the purpose and the journey for physical form. So we enjoy experiencing through this liahona, and as we observe others, all that you can do with the body. And we hold deep admiration because we know because of you in physical form on the planet, while you may look to the angels or the masters as those deities that will make things happen, you're in physical form. They're co-creating with you. You are bringing the changes about. We find it curious, too, that in these endeavors, 
that you have forgotten part of the purpose to be in a body was to just experience things and not to get caught up in challenges or upsets and most of all, to experience being happy. We find it puzzling that you forget to just be happy. We would wish you to remember that and to not hang on to the difficulties you've experienced, but to remember that you are here for learning, for growth. And oftentimes, when that growth is complete, and we refer to a challenge, or even a trial, or a trauma as a growth, you don't need to carry it with you. We say that not to be insensitive, but because you are beings that hold vibration in, through, and around you, and because there are universal laws of attraction, how you're vibrating, how you hold your thoughts, where your attention and focus is, matters significantly in what you're experiencing. Now, we wish to take the opportunity to see if your presenter has any questions for us. I was being made aware of my throat and need to cough (laughs) and choosing to use the energy uh, to focus on well-being in the moment so that I remain silent. The... What you point out is very key. I love the point of just experience things, that every moment is an experience and that we we get too caught up, as Pam and I were talking earlier, about being focused on the future of things to do, things we have to accomplish, and not just being in the present moment of time to experience this this moment, this beautiful world right here and that we can change. That's the other thing. It seems hard for humans, or for me, or for humans in general, we get into habits, and that we get set in a routine that then to break out of that, to experience something new and creative and different, is scary. Do you have comments on that? Oh, yes. And we so admire and appreciate your insight and your vibration. And the brightness in your mind. And we do. What we want to say is part of the energy we bring for, as we mentioned, we are in vibration and transmitting that vibration to you is the childlike joy. A child simply moves from one activity to the other. It may not be angry that its coloring wasn't exactly what it wished. It's usually pleased with anything it does, and when it's done, it moves on. There's an innocence. There's a joy. There's a curiosity. And indeed, your new day, which happens every day upon your waking, is something you can experience from that curiosity of how else would I like to experience myself. If you embody that, that simple thought, that simple vibration, oh my goodness, we wish you to know 
that we would wish for you to experience that and how much you would alter your reality. By that simple choosing to be curious, to start each day, even though you're going to the same job, you might drive the same road, but your thoughts and your feeling of it's a brand new day and I'm curious will make a profound and unique shift in your reality. Mm. Excellent. Just as, just as Pam was talking about the shift at the concert, changed completely. Oh, we laugh with her. She sometimes doesn't realize, forgets how connected we are, as all of you do, for we thoroughly enjoyed that moment. And as that took place for her seemingly instantly, that's how much things are changing in your realities now. The third dimensional doorway has been closed. You're very multidimensional beings, even when you're not aware. And that is how you have the great power the capabilities to choose, to redirect your thoughts. And as you redirect your thoughts, you're changing the chemistry in your body. How fascinating is all that? (laughs) And you could think as an individual that you do not make a difference, that you can't make a significant difference. And we would like to say to you, oh, yes, oh, yes, you make a significant difference. And we invite you to be aware of that and to awaken that happiness within you and that love, that love that is present here for you to experience yourself being that love for you. And we will close now, for we have said much, but beyond that, between the wording in the transmission is not only the energy of love for you, but the reality for you to choose and to remember you are here to experience and we wish you to do so with much delight, with much curiosity. And we shall dismiss by saying we indeed are your friends. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Gail. They were really, <laughs> they were really, they were. There was an innocent, childlike energy to them today. Sometimes they can be almost bossy. I tell them, and um, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. I did too. They were. That was lovely. That was wonderful. So actually, Pam, I invite you to to co-lead the peace brain meditation with me because. I can see following up from what the new friends just shared about how we can go throughout our day and change the day and change our life, as we're speaking about in general, and the time that we're choosing um, from the quote you know, from Benjamin Franklin at the very beginning, which said, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, for that's the stuff life is made of. The new friends brought up the, the concept of love and I think when we're in that childlike innocence and that love, we don't squander our time. Obviously, we bring it into the present moment and we make the most of it. So I invite you to chime in here. I'm going to start the Peace Brain Meditation. Ah, and everyone, just take a breath. 
and give yourself a grounding cord, that beautiful connection from the base of your spine to the center of the planet. I like to envision a beam of light or a tree trunk or a monkey's tail, (laughs) but anchoring your body, your physical body, into Mother Earth. And just allow yourself to be in the present moment. And I love what the new friend said about choosing choosing your experience to experience with curiosity and with joy, childlike joy. So even though you may be going to work on the same road and the same job, envision, I invite everyone to envision in their mind a new day, waking up in the morning with this thought of, you know, what do I want to experience today? How can I have the best day ever? And even on the drive-in, Start to think about, well, maybe you've got a cranky boss or you've got a colleague that you're, you're at odds with or there's a project that needs to be completed and it's a little complicated. Think about changing that energy into a new kind of love vibration or into that vibration of that the best solutions come forward, <clears throat> that people will be respectful and dignity and, and curious, that childlike curious and joy. And bring the joy. See it permeate the room. See it permeate where you're going. And you yourself and your own body, that you're bringing that energy to it. And envision a new day. You want to step in? Remember. Remember your light. And that you may draw to you a beautiful golden white light Draw it through the chakras, draw it from above. As you draw this light into you from above, and train at the crown, drawing it down into the heart, you will be recycling energy. This light will assist you, not even in the awareness of needing to do anything, It will dissolve habits, patterns that don't serve you, and allow yourself to be immersed in this beautiful light, that it will raise your frequency and your vibration. You may even choose a word, calm, focused, present, and add that to the light to experience yourself in that vibration. And remember, you have guides there to help you as well. That they are always there. They are just waiting to have you tune in to ask for assistance. And they help in invisible ways and sometimes visible ways. But they're there to help the focus, help the creations be even more spectacular than you can imagine. And the truth in asking is essential. Ask and you shall receive. Give yourself permission to ask, to ask for the guidance you desire, to ask for the assistance 
you long for, the direction, the clarity, and allow the insights to flow in whatever way is best to come to you, whether it's through people, through a message you see on a billboard as you drive, all the miracles will be right there to unfold when you ask and allow yourself to receive. And so take a breath. And give yourself permission to play, to really create the life that you want and spend your time wisely. (laughs) It's an interesting quote. But to just enjoy life, to enjoy the time you have here, for it is a privilege... It is a present to be in the present moment of a physical existence. So take a breath. I invite you to come back to your room. Open your eyes. And thank you for tuning in to the Peace Brain Show today and with my guest, Pam Rennie. You can find out more about Pam at pamrennie.com. That's P-A-M-R-E-N-N-I-E.com. And if you want to find out more about me, Dr. Gail Lash, you can go to our website, tourismforpeace.com, and we can help you create places of peace where we can have these types of dialogues and work on the energetics of the world, creating a beautiful life for all. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Pam, for being on the Peace Brain Show. Thank you so much for inviting me, Gail. Mm, You're welcome. So now I invite everyone to go forth and activate your peace brain, put on, put your mark on our World Peace Trails map and your mark on the life of others. Not only create a beautiful life for yourself, but for everyone around you. Namaste. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Peace Brain Show. You can find us at tourismforpeace.com. Be sure to check out Dr. Gale's Akashic Records readings, her peace master plans for your business or organization, and her book, Hashtag Opt for Peace, Nine Essential Steps to Achieving Peace, Power, and Prosperity. Tune in to BBS Radio, Station One, every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 p.m. Eastern to the Peace Brain Show for your installment of wonder, inspiration, and practical peace.